More than 100 years ago, a very significant event happened in the year 1915, and that was the return of Gandhi from South Africa. Gandhi had made a reputation for himself back there in South Africa. He was recognized as a human rights activist, as a supporter of equal rights for everyone, as a community organizer. His arrival in India was significant because he gave a kind of future to the Indian freedom struggle. The account that we are reading today is called Indigo. Indigo or Neel in Hindi was cultivated in the Champaran district of Bihar. The Champaran district of Bihar is very close to the border of Nepal. It had a very sad history. Poor farmers were forced to grow indigo or neel by the British landlords, as a result of which they could not grow other crops, food crops like rice and grain, pulses. They were forced to grow indigo, which demanded a lot of water, and it made the rest of the soil unfertile. In addition to this, a lot of levies and taxes were were put on the poor farmers. who had to bear the burden financial burden even in conditions of drought this was the basic premise on which louis fisher has based his account of gandhi's satyagraha movement in champaran district louis fisher who has written this account which is part of the book the life of the mahatma came to india in 1942 he stayed with mahatma gandhi and got to know many facts about him he got to know about his lifestyle and his movement in india we see here that gandhi narrated to him how he was very ignorant of this whole episode of the champaran struggle by the riot or the tenant farmers of champaran during the 31st session of the congress in lucknow Gandhi ji met Rajkumar Shukla who was a representative of farmers from Champaran. He wanted Gandhi's involvement in the plight of the indigo farmers of Champaran. Gandhi had no idea about Champaran. He did not know where it was located. What was this whole problem of the indigo planters? So he decided to defer the problem. not really getting involved in it at the first stage the year was 1916 gandhi was very involved in charting out the course of india's freedom struggle he was studying the conditions prevalent in india he was looking at india with very realistic eyes to figure out what the future course of action could be he did not fully pay attention to rajkumar shukla's plea he he had other things to do but rajkumar shukla was extremely resolute he was extremely determined that gandhi should come to to champaran to study the problem gandhi was also impressed by his tenacity because despite being illiterate he followed gandhi everywhere he followed gandhi to kanpur where gandhi had an appointment he followed him back to his ashram in ahmedabad ultimately gandhi capitulated he said 
okay he would he would come to champaran and a date was decided upon on a certain day gandhi would be there at the platform the train platform in calcutta and from there rajkumar shukla could take him to champaran this was a verbal agreement when the time came shukla was waiting at calcutta for gandhi's train to arrive he waited because gandhi was busy surrounded by many supporters and when he was free to the two of them boarded a train for the city of patna in bihar where shukla rajkumar shukla first led him to the house of the lawyer dr rajendra prasad dr rajendra prasad was not in town but because shukla was such a familiar figure for the servants in this house they allowed him to be there in the complex on the grounds gandhi who was accompanying rajkumar shukla was considered one of his brethren he was dressed as the poorest of the poor of india dressed in those days gandhi having adopted that attire and the servants of dr rajendra prasad's house considered him to be a low caste like rajkumar shukla they refused to let gandhi draw water from the well and gandhi his stature is revealed by this act of his never revealed to the servants who he really was so they now moved on to muzaffarpur gandhi as mentioned earlier was a man who organized the whole community around a cause and sure enough when he landed in muzaffarpur he got on from his train he was met by professor j b kriplani an old acquaintance of his with a body of students he was allowed to stay in the house of professor malkani who was a government school teacher this was highly unusual in those days people had not begun to support the freedom struggle in a mass movement manner and they were scared of giving any kind of support to somebody who talked of home rule so professor malkani showed his courage and his support to gandhi during his stay in muzaffarpur gandhi met with all the lawyers who had represented the peasants of champaran in the court against the british landlords gandhi was creating the whole scenario he was getting to know the whole picture the whole scene and he chided the lawyers for charging fees from these poor poverty stricken farmers he told them that they should boycott the law courts and they should aim at becoming making the peasants feel fearless full of courage because their cause was right from them gandhi learned about the system of indigo plantation in champaran it was a system which is called the tin katya system under this system the peasants of champaran were forced to convey cultivate three katha indigo out of every 20 katha that's bigger of land that means that 15% of the land holdings were reserved for growing indigo this was a very tiresome agreement for the peasants and when gandhi was in muzaffarpur all the peasants of champaran the beleaguered farmers started crowding round in the hope that they would they had at last found a man who would address their problems so gandhi then went to champaran where a lot of atrocities had been committed because of the kind of resistance 
the tenant farmers had put up against the landlords refusing to pay compensation for being released from this contract of growing indigo. The British landlords had played smart with the sharecroppers of Champaran. Germany had started developing synthetic indigo so the demand for organic indigo was going down. It was not required anymore. It deciding to get the last mileage out of the sharecroppers, these clever landlords asked them to pay compensation for being released from this 15% arrangement. The sharecroppers arrangement was very very tiresome for the peasants and they did not know the whole story about the synthetic indigo becoming available in the markets. So they signed the contract willingly. However, there were some who resisted and there were some who engaged lawyers. But the landlords used strong arm tactics and hired thugs to beat up the peasants. In the meantime, the peasants heard the news about the synthetic indigo and they wanted their money back. This was the point of crisis. So Gandhi arrived in Champaran on a fact-finding mission. To do that, first of all, he visited the secretary of the British Landlords Association for information, but he got nothing. He was turned away. After that, Gandhi went to the British official commissioner of the Tirhat division, in which Champaran district lay. But the commissioner was non-cooperative. He asked Gandhi to leave this area immediately. However, Gandhi did not comply. He went to Motihari, which was the capital of Champaran. Here he was accompanied by several of lawyers who supported him. As they arrived at the railway station of Motihari, they were surrounded by a lot of peasants and people came to meet them in large numbers. They were looking into the atrocities that were being committed against peasants and Gandhi had to decide to go and meet one of this family, one of the peasants who was ill-treated by the British landlords when he received a messenger from the police superintendent who handed him a notice asking him to leave. The messenger did not allow Gandhi to proceed but drove him home and then he served him the official notice asking him to leave Champaran. Gandhi signed the, rec the receipt for the notice, he received it but he said that he, was, he would disobey the order. As a result, Gandhi received a summons to appear in the court the next day. Before he would arrive at the court at Motihari the next day, Gandhi did planning and preparation. He telegraphed Rajendra Prasad to come from Bihar with influential friends. He sent instructions to the Sabarmati Ashram. He was preparing for a prison stay. He wired a full report to the Viceroy. The next day, the day of the court hearing, Motihari was full of a mass of peasants who were there to support Gandhi. Knowing that the peasants could create unrest, the British authorities asked Gandhi to somehow contain the situation and regulate the crowds. He was polite, Gandhi was polite and friendly and he calmed down the crowds. But this show of strength by the peasants, this fearlessness in coming out in large numbers was the beginning of a change in India. This was what would give hope to Gandhi. Gandhi was produced 
the court and there he pleaded guilty. He said he was involved in a conflict of duties. On one hand, the law of the land had to be respected, it had to be obeyed and on the other hand, he had a kind of humanitarian duty towards a suffering class of people. So this conflict had made him break the law, hence he was guilty and he should be sentenced. It was not because of disrespect to the law, but because the voice of his conscience spoke to him louder than that. He was willing to undergo imprisonment. However, the magistrate, who was now scared of the situation that was developing outside, said that the sentence would be announced after a two-hour recess, and he asked Gandhi to furnish the bail amount for those 120 minutes. Gandhi refused to do that, and he was released without bail because the British government was very scared of what the people could do. When the court reconvened, the judge said that he was not going to deliver the judgment for many days. So Gandhi was free to do whatever he wanted till that point, till the judgment was made. Now a lot of important lawyers arrived in Champaran to support Gandhi, like Dr. Rajendra Prasad, Rich Kishore Babu, Molana Mazrul Haq, and many other prominent lawyers from Bihar. They had discussions with Gandhi, and Gandhi asked them a question, what would they do if he was sentenced to prison? The lawyers replied that they would go home, since there would be nobody to advise, and their job was over. However, Gandhi reminded them that their allegiance was not to him, but to the cause, which was that of injustice to the sharecroppers. So the lawyers decided to have a consultation amongst themselves. Rajendra Prasad, who noted down what the discussions were, said that they, the people, the lawyers, realized that Gandhi was playing the role of a great hero, that he was a total stranger to this area, and yet he was prepared to go to the prison for the sake of the peasants. And they who belonged to this region were shaking their hands off this, uh, this issue. That would be like a shameful desertion. So they went back to Gandhi and said they were ready to court arrest and they would follow him to jail by being part of this movement. It was then that Gandhi declared the battle of Champaran is won. Because any battle of a political nature or against atrocities is won if many people join it and support it. Then Gandhi laid down a plan. The plan was that the group would be divided into pairs and they would court arrest in pairs so that there would always be someone to keep the movement alive while the others were in jail. Several days later, Gandhi achieved a victory of sorts when the lieutenant governor of the province ordered the case to be dropped and Gandhi received this information. This was the first time that civil disobedience had triumphed according to Louis Fisher, who is writing this account. Gandhi and his lawyers now had the freedom to conduct inquiries and they got written declarations, depositions from 10,000 peasants about the kind of atrocities committed on them, the unfairness meted out to them. Documents were collected and in June, Gandhi was summoned to Sir Edward Gate, the Lieutenant Governor, 
and an inquiry committee was set up after four long interviews with the lieutenant governor. In this inquiry commission, there were the sharecroppers, representatives, and the representative was Gandhi. There was the landlord representative, the government officials. So Gandhi was the sole representative of the peasants. And after this, the, as the inquiry committee worked, it found out a lot of evidence against the big planters and the kind of unfairness they had doled out to the sharecroppers. Now the question of compensation, repayment of money came, into, came on the discussion table. So here it seemed that he, he only asked, Gandhi in the beginning only asked for 50%. And there he seemed to be quite adamant. But then to break the stalemate which was developing, he allowed the planters to pay back a refund of 25%. This was not a kind of bending backwards to accommodate them, but it was a kind of gesture to break the deadlock because the talks were not moving in any direction. The settlement was adopted unanimously and Gandhi's argument was that it was not that 25% was receiving 25% of the refund was a failure on his part but that it was a big victory for the peasants because for the first time the landlords were surrendering part of the money and their prestige and the, the, it became quite obvious to the British that the peasants now had rights and so they would learn to be courageous. Gandhi's campaign against the injustices committed against the peasants of Champaran, the sharecroppers, did not go in vain because this arrangement was abandoned after a few years and Gandhi achieved a long-term solution to this issue. However, Gandhi was not fighting a political battle. He was looking at large economic and cultural solutions too. He was looking at the social backwardness of the Champaran villages. He, along with his associates, set up schools here open dispensaries. He called teachers like Mahadev Desai near Hari Parikh and he also asked his disciples and their wives to volunteer for the work. So many people, volunteers, came to help out in the poverty-ridden villages of Champaran as they fought for more hygienic conditions, as they decided to open school, to fight illiteracy, to fight backwardness and to achieve community sanitation. Dev Das, Gandhi's youngest son, also arrived from the Sabarmati ashram. So did Mrs. Gandhi. So primary schools were opened, health centers were opened, and doctor volunteers came to Champaran to give to 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 render service to these people. They made medicines available, basic medicines, but medicines nevertheless. Then Gandhi also tried to ask his wife Kasturbai to work for the upliftment of the women whose state was very unhygienic. However, the poverty of the women came out in this interaction between Kasturbai as it was revealed that these women had the only clothes that they had were the ones they were wearing. During his long stay in Champaran, Gandhi was also keeping a watch on the ashram which, is, which was run on public money, the ashram at Sabarmati in Ahmedabad. He called the Champaran episode a turning point. 
uh, this was a turning point. Louis Fisher calls it a turning point in Gandhi's life because Gandhi said that it was a very simple thing. The British realized after this Champaran campaign that they could not order Gandhi around in his own country or he could not, they could not order anyone around, any Indian around in their own country. It did not begin as an act of defiance. It was simply a humanitarian gesture, gesture to alleviate the suffering of the poor peasants. This was Gandhi's pattern. It was a pattern in which the problems of the masses were mixed with practical day-to-day -day problems were mixed with political things, political issues or social issues. Gandhi also did not accept support from Charles Freer Andrew, an English pacifist who was a devoted follower of his in solving the Champaran issue because he wanted his lawyers, his lawyer friends to believe like he wanted the sharecroppers to believe that they could do it on their own. He wanted self-reliance, Indian independence and help to the sharecroppers this was all tied up together in this great freedom struggle, which would get fresh, fresh impetus from this Champaran movement. 